everybody. Welcome back to the Active Dads Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. With me, as always, my co-host, or the other host, yeah. John. And today, we want to do a part two of Toxic Masculinity, our last podcast. And uh, it's kind of rare that we do research after the podcast, but we got a, we kind of went off on a couple tangents that sat with me for a while. Oh. And that's when I wanted to look into it and see like what the definition of toxic masculinity is. And of course, much like everything else on the planet, there's multiple definitions depending on who's writing the article and I guess their view on the subject as well. Mm -hmm. So I looked into it and uh, we just wanted to discuss a couple of the common traits and the issues with toxic masculinity as seen in the media. So a couple of the traits of toxic masculinity on Healthline are mental and physical toughness. How's that bad? How's that bad? Being mentally and physically tough. What's the downside to that? I mean, let's be real. I don't know, like, you're just an ego freak, I guess. Well, be it the doesn't only, even say that. Like, it's a simple bullet point. It says mental and physical toughness. It's a trait like, of toxic masculinity. How's that like, toxic? That's like the trait that everybody's striving for anymore yeah. these days, especially with Goggins kind of pushing. I mean, that's one of the big well, not things only he that. What about the DC and the Marvel Universe? Well, absolutely. All of those guys are mentally and physically tough. Like, yeah. even the women in there right. are. You know, and my wife. Personally, I mean, she's mentally and physically tough as well. You know, oh, yeah. she works out three days a week. She stays consistent with diet. She's done um, Warrior Dash Race and, like, all kinds of stuff. I mean, she pushes herself as well. So and I would consider her mentally and physically tough. And gave she, birth. I was about to say she gave birth and she puts up with my ass on a <laughs> yeah, daily basis. Yeah. So you know she's mentally tough. All right. Uh, the second bullet point on this uh, Healthline article is aggression. So aggression isn't always a bad thing. I understand that they yeah. mean this like, you know, random aggression. Like, like I the, can get that. Yeah. College college yeah. football player jacked up on roids. It's all like so the aggro guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They always gotta be the toughest person yeah, in the room absolutely. and all that shit. So I can I agree with that one. The second one is stoicism or not displaying emotion. Mm-hmm. Again, like that's what. So to me, I've I didn't even know what stoic was until yeah. one of my friends was telling me that that's basically my entire personality. I was like, Yeah, Dude, I'm kind I'm, of the same way. I'm just kind of like uh, comfortably numb. I yeah. think it's the best way. Well, so it's not comfortably numb. It's just I don't let my emotions control me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't fly off the handle in a fit of rage. Which if you're a stoic, you're not going to show aggression. No, because aggression comes from fear or anger. Yeah. So, like, those are contradicting bullet points, which, you know, like stoicism, it's not that you don't feel emotions, it's that you don't let your emotions control you. Right. Like, when I'm handed a bad situation or, like, a tough conversation, I still get emotional about it, but I don't wear it on my face. I right. don't sob yeah. and cry. It's not that I don't feel emotion. I think it's just that I don't under... It's, I don't display it the way a normal person would. I still that's, feel those emotions. I mean, that's where I'm at, but I, I've always coined it for me as being comfortably numb. Hey, that's a yeah. great song. Um, yeah, it's an okay song. It's an awesome song. <laughs> but he's like half my age, so whatever. Yeah. The stuff he thinks his music is mm-hmm. terrible. But anyway. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's kind of where I am on that kind of spectrum. So I just always kind of coined it as comfortably numb because a lot of times, I mean, there were a lot of times when they were there were situations where I was like, 
my God, I should feel a lot worse than I do right now. I should be a lot more emotional than I am right now, but I just yeah. can't I just can't put that face on right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then people are looking at you going, Is there something wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. why are you not, you know, tore up? And I'm like, uh it'll just hit me later, maybe. I don't know. Well so with me, one of the big things that I found, you know, and kind of growing up in an excitable house, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. The one thing that I found was, you know, like a temper is going to make another temper hotter. Right. You know, so when, anytime I'm in an argument with somebody, the last thing that I want to do is fly off the handle while they're flying off the handle because right. that's always going to make matters worse. If one person can stay just cool-headed and chill out, then it's going to help bring the entire situation down. Right. And that's what I always look to do, you know. I mean, a lot of the times whenever you have that knee-jerk reaction, it's false. Yeah. Because you don't have all the information. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when somebody starts out the conversation, okay, don't get mad. You automatically get mad because you're like, what? Yeah, What'd you do right. now? You don't have any of the information. You know, it could be something good and they're just joking with you. But whenever you say that, you automatically think, oh, I should be getting mad now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whenever you hear some of the story, if the bullet points aren't adding up, then don't jump to conclusions. And that's what I think being an emotional person is. Oh, yeah. It's somebody who constantly jumps to conclusions and yeah. makes assumptions. Absolutely. If you, control your emotions, get off the information, then you want to fly off the handle, go for it. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of, and you know, taking that into the workplace, that's one of the things like, oh, it's so <laughs> important. My guys say it a lot, and I mean, it's not, it's not blowing smoke, but I think, um, man, I guess a reason why I kind of balk at that whole, that being considered toxic masculinity is the simple fact that, you know, I'm not that guy that gets crazy emotional and blows up and blows a fuse to where my guys or my crews or, or, or whoever doesn't feel comfortable coming and talking to me about something. Yeah. I mean, it's like, look, you can come talk to me about anything. You know, and I look at mistakes the same way. Like, they're not, well, you're not like crazy mad in a fit of rage. I'm like, no, I mean, mistakes, mistakes. Yeah. We all make them. There's not really a mistake we can't fix. So let's talk about the mistake, how we made it, what we need to do going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a, it's not an issue where there needs to be yelling and screaming and you know tons of emotion i think emotional intelligence is something that people have kind of you know turned a blind eye to for a long time and then now you're really starting to hear the the term emotional intelligence um a lot more in conversation because it's about being able to control those about being able to to not wear your crazy crazy emotions or being able to at least you know be emotionally aware no. Not only that, man, but whenever you're faced with like a emergency situation or, you know, something that just comes up like a bad situation that needs to be handled, right. you can't do that unless you stay cool headed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the way you navigate out of things. Yeah. If something happens and you fly off the handle, start screaming and crying, oh, yeah. you know that that person can't withstand the tough stuff whenever it comes up. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing you have to look at. And speaking of emotional intel or emotional intelligence, that also means not overreacting to an emotion. Yeah. So I'm not saying stoicism's for everybody. Like I said, just because of my personality type, I just grew up that way. Right. And yeah, whenever me and my wife first got together, she didn't understand it. She thought I was an emotionless. Like, yeah. no, I, I feel all the emotions. I just don't jump to it and just immediately start doing that. Yeah. My first thought is, what can I do? My second thought is, how am I reacting to this? Right. You know what I mean? It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I don't react and then act. Yeah. I act and then react off of what needs right. to be done from there. You know, so like, <clears throat> so again, those two are very contradictory to each other. 
the next one is heterosexism or discrimination against people who aren't heterosexual. And that's just being an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how that's toxic masculinity. Like, I consider myself a very masculine person. Some of my best friends are gay. Yeah. So that's, again, that's just being an asshole. Self-sufficiency. No, I think How I really, is that a bad thing? Yeah, I think, what was this on? This is on Healthline, dude. Wow. Yeah, like this yeah. is like one step under WebMD so, for most people. So, they, so they're really just trying to keep you, stay locked in your apartment. Yeah. Don't go outside. Don't be self-sufficient. Don't and, learn how to cook yeah. that macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come Don't on. learn how to feed yourself. There's yeah. people out there to do that for you. Isn't that what we? I mean, isn't that what we start from infancy? Is learn to be self sufficient. We yeah. learn to crawl. We learn to walk. Yeah, I mean, my son own. is like you know almost two years old. I'm teaching yeah. him to be independent now. What's potty training? Yeah. Isn't that self sufficiency? Basically, I don't pee myself and I want yeah. somebody to come mm-hmm. wipe my butt. They make depends, yeah. man. Exactly. You know, That's like, true. Talking about being efficient at work. Yeah. Cut out your bathroom breaks. <laughs> New your efficiency will go up like ten like, percent automatically. The only quiet place in the building. <laughs> Get a man. And and the last one is again emotional insensitivity. So like if I just I don't get these like so I don't, emotionally insensitive. I don't understand how that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that that's a good thing. Like on the outside, but, if you're having a freak out and you're like sitting there like and just. Yeah. Balling, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna laugh at you on the outside and go, "Oh my God!" I'm gonna tell you to man up. I'm not even gonna say that. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit back and internally have my what in the what's going on? Like, yeah. I, and I can give you one of these examples, like today. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's one of these things like, oh, we can't find something, mm-hmm. and we really gotta have it. And I'm like. And you can tell in the emails because the emails, you know, there's more capital words starting them, and then there's exclamation points at the end of them. I'm like, oh god, everybody's freaking out over something really simple, you know. It's like all you have to do is call and ask. But okay, I'll call and ask. Here it is, 15 minutes later. No need to get all bent out of shape. It's mm-hmm. it's okay. It's taken care of. But it's like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And keep in mind too, when you're listening to this, we're this is not a knock on like. You know the feminine side of things. Absolutely like, not. I mean, was masculine femininity? femininity? Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. So. so it's not a knock on femininity or masculinity. This is literally just like me examining what people call toxic masculinity. Yeah. And again, like some of these things are a I don't see as a bad thing whatsoever when used in the right context. Which yeah. you know anybody can look at data and warp it the way they want to. But I'm trying right. to take it literally as the bullet points go. Yeah. I'm trying to take it from that standpoint. And this is another article called What Are the Top Ten Toxic Masculinity Behaviors? And this is actually from a feminist website. Now, I'm assuming by the bullet points, it is a third wave feminist who are not interested in equality. They are interested in women being the like primary. Yeah. So I thought this would be hilarious. This is a website called Aurora nd.org.uk so some of our friends across the pond that do not like men that well all right so top 10 masculinity behaviors from aurora again being stoic i I don't get it i mean what's so bad about stoicism i really don't it says men are constantly given the message that they must be self-reliant independent physically tough Uh, men are told 
that to be this way will make them successful in terms of business, society, and finding a partner. Being vulnerable will cause men to be ridiculed. So being stoic does not mean you're invulnerable. Right. It's not. It just means that you control the way your emotions come out. Yeah. You don't fly off the handle with right. aggression. You're not crying in a puddle when you stump your toe. Yeah. You know, I mean, something happens. You still feel those emotions. It's just how you react to them. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand. So given this is a feminist website, I'm going to assume the author is a woman. Uh, let me see here. I do not see an author's name on this. I don't know, I'm not going to look that hard for it. But I'm just going to assume this is written by a woman. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I have had a couple girlfriends. I'm not saying that this author is that way. But I've had a couple girlfriends to where basically if she couldn't get an emotional reaction out of me, she yeah. was pissed. Right. And like with me being a stoic, the worst thing that you can do is try to feed me into a situation yeah. or try to force an emotional response. Oh, yeah. Because I go ahead and tell you, I understand mind games, and you're yeah. not going to get the emotional response you want. <laughs> <laughs> you will get every other emotional oh, yeah. response that I can muster besides the one that you're looking for. And then you get back to that whole like that whole self-reliancy thing. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I would tend to think that my wife prefers – her, the fact that yeah. I can provide or take care of our son without her being there. I can cook meals. I can go out and if we were, if we couldn't afford to go to the grocery store, I could go out and shoot a deer or catch a fish or, yeah. or those things that to provide. I just, I'm just kind of like, how is that really an issue? Yeah, but not even that. Like to <clears throat> me, the self-reliant point is literally just that. It isn't being the provider. Right. For the family, she's being self-reliant. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many of my wife's friends, like female friends, have husbands and boyfriends. They're basically raising like their damn mom. Yeah, and you hear these women talk about this, and they're like, "Oh my god, I've got to clean up after him. I had to show him how to do laundry. Yeah. I had to show him how to cook, you know, macaroni and cheese in the microwave." You know, these guys aren't self-reliant, and their girlfriends are literally trying to raise them up to be adults. Yeah. That's the scariest thing on the planet to me. Don't get me wrong. I love my mom, and Sarah and my mother share a lot of traits. They really do. I was mm. mama's boy since the day I was born, and those were some traits that I really looked for in a wife, yeah. you know? But at the same time, my mom already raised me. I don't need to be raised by another yeah, woman yeah, yeah. because I am self-reliant, you know? Right. If she leaves me alone for the weekend, she's not going to come back, and I'm, like, starving to death. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> the yeah, house absolutely. is going to be clean. Mm. I've been eating good, you know? Work has been done. I don't want my wife to have to raise me. Yeah. And like I said, you know, um, so one of Sarah's friends, maybe sister or whatever, but anyways, one of her friends is basically raising their husband. They have a kid together, and, like, she basically has two children. Wow. And yeah. that's all you hear from everything. And I'm like, wow. You know, it'd be nice if he had some self-reliance yeah. to kind of handle the man stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's something I deal with, you know, with a 13-year-old son. That's kind of what I'm like, dude, like, this is the kind of stuff, this is the basic stuff that when you when you move on, you want to you wanna go into that relationship already having those traits yes. and all that stuff nailed down. That way it's not like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, yep. you know, like. Two strong partners, no weak link. Exactly. <laughs> all right, number, what are we on? Oh, it's a different one. Yeah. <clears throat> so the top ten. So number one was stoic. Again, there's nothing wrong with being stoic. Number two is being promiscuous. That's, I'm not a big, so, okay. So let's break this into two. <clears throat> so A, if you're a single man, I don't see none wrong being promiscuous. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Obviously, like protect yourself. 
don't like being an asshole about it. Right. But, I mean, if you don't sleep around, sleep around. Being a married man, right. obviously, this can be very toxic. Yeah. Because to me, I think masculine being a man is taking care of the family and keeping the family together. Right. Hey, that's a little hard to do whenever you're sneaking around on the missus. Yeah. So, like I said, so with this one, you know, being the married man, obviously that ain't down for it. And I know some people are like, oh, well, me and my wife have that open relationship. Well, enjoy it until it ends. (laughs) (laughs) I've got dozens of friends that were in open relationships and none of them have lasted. It's just toxic across the board. Yeah, and I mean that's on both sides. Yeah, too, exactly. That's kind of what I was going yeah. with. That. Like, was, you can't just yeah. point that at like, okay. <laughs> no, my wife has some very feminist yeah. friends, and all of them are promiscuous as can be because that's like them taking their right back. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Next again is championing heterosexuality as the unalterable norm. Again, that's just an asshole trait that has yeah. nothing to do with masculinity whatsoever. That's just something some frat boys or some boomers were knocking out, and it got a bad rep yeah. towards masculinity. So don't get me wrong, very, very toxic trait, but we're looking at the article as a whole, right. not dropping out checks. Mm-hmm. So with again, with being married, obviously the promiscuous thing is off the table. I guess just retarded. Um, championing heterosexual behavior again that's just an asshole trait nothing to do with masculinity being violent again violence is from weak people yeah that's not a masculine thing that's a lack of masculinity right <clears throat> like Trying Jordan to overcompensate yeah yeah extreme overcompensation because uh, Jordan Peterson said a weak man is a very dangerous man because he's the one who'll stab you in the back right a strong man will bring the issue to you and face it head on. Absolutely. So, again, that's a lack of masculinity. Mm -hmm. That's not toxic masculinity. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe toxic isn't the extreme. It's like the low, the Mm -hmm. baseline. Yeah, it could be. Because, like, low testosterone guys, eh, they wouldn't be stoic, though. Yeah. Unless they were just... Yeah. Man, that could be, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm... I'm not saying that, like, it's the right way or, like, the dominant way to be. But I'm saying, like, those two normally don't line up because right. violence, again, is an extreme emotion. Yeah, that's true. Usually. You're flying off the handle. Yeah. and obviously. Usually, again, from either fear or anger. And anger, a lot of times, is out of fear. Unless it's chemically induced. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it could be. It really could be. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. Next one, being dominant. Again, like, I don't get it. Certain situations, I believe being dominant is a good thing. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to dominate everybody around you, then no. But if you want to be dominant in your trade, you want to be dominant in your career, if you, that's I mean, a good thing to aspire to. I think to. everybody's goal in their career is to be the best. Yeah. Whether you, whether that's an internal idea or an internal thought, you may not, you know, maybe – stoic and and you don't express that but you don't express that i guess emotionally mm-hmm. but in your in the way you conduct yourself at work the way mm-hmm. you show up for work the way you you know work period you know that comes out so yeah, yeah i mean that's kind of i mean i think everybody and i don't care what your gender is i think everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the best and you know you can't i mean that's dominant I want to yeah. dominate the boards. Okay, so 
So the explanation below this is to be preoccupied with power and dominance to a point that it causes harm to others, such as verbal, physical, and online bullying. One study found that over a quarter of men thought they should have the final word in a relationship. Over a third of men believed that they had the right to know where their female partner was at all times. Mm, Again, a little bit of unpacking here. So if you're bullying, that's not being dominant. That's That's trying to... Yeah, I mean, that's showing that you're basically the non-dominant, but you're trying to get one up on the guy. You know, and uh, as far as the final word in the relationship, yeah, that's not how relationships work. I need to call my wife on this one and get a lifeline because she will tell you (laughs) that she's always right and she's never wrong, and she will uh, totally agree with that comment. Do you ever talk to your wife about her toxic masculine traits? Yeah, all the time. And she's, she just laughs and says, yeah, I know. I was raised that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a third believed that they had the right to know where their female partner was at all times. So I'll go ahead and tell you, I really like knowing where my wife is at all times yeah. because she knows where I am. Or at at least most of the times, yeah. anyway. I well, mean, you know, she goes out for a night with the girlfriends. I don't care because right. I know she's with a group and she's safe. But for me, it's a safety thing. It's not a who are you talking to type yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like if I get home at... We get home at our normal times, and it's yeah. an hour and a half later, and I haven't heard from her. I'm a little concerned. Not yeah, so much course. as it, it's not, it has nothing to do with what I think she's doing. It's what I think somebody else could be doing. Well, not only that, but like could or be a car crash, a car wreck, or, yeah, or anything yeah. else. I mean, something like that. No, but like, so yeah, female partner. I mean, that's my female partner is my wife. So yeah, no, I don't think that's part of being dominant. I mean, it's part of being caring. And plus, there's a good. I mean, it's like. Not a very good chance that my kid's in the car with her or wherever. Yeah, that's a big thing. I just want to know where your child is. But, I mean, too, like, shit, man, I remember a couple of times I've come home at 1 o'clock in the morning. She wasn't too happy to not know where I was either. Oh, yeah. You know? (laughs) So sometimes she didn't know where I was at. She's still pissed. So I think that one's kind of subjective. It is. All right, again, uh, sexual aggression towards women. Again, that's just asshole behavior. It has nothing to do with masculinity. Yeah, exactly. That's like low testosterone dudes trying to understand why they're incels. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, not displaying emotion, right back to stoicism. That's yeah, that's nothing to be there. Oh, here's a fun one. Ooh, oh. I'm gonna get in trouble on this one. I'm shutting not up. Not being a feminist ally. So we got to break that down. Are we talking about true feminists or are we talking about what I mentioned earlier with this third wave feminist stuff? Yeah. Because I'm not a big fan of either sex being the dominant sex, but I am a big fan of the original feminists fighting for women's rights. Absolutely. So I am an ally. I'm not one of those, uh, what do they call them? Oh, my God. The dudes who, like, try to get on women's good side and play them. Oh. Because the male feminists. Uh, There's a word for it. I can't think of it right now. Like the friend in the friend zone. Yeah, basically the guy permanently in the <laughs> yeah. friend zone trying yeah. to fight his way out. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it is unsurprising that an overly masculine would reject men. Hmm? Oh, would reject men who has identified as the allies of feminists. Research shows that men engaging in feminist activism are the targets of harassment by men who prescribe toxic to toxic masculinity as perceived by feminine and nonconformist to toxic masculinity. So basically, because I said what I just said, I am toxically masculine because I don't get behind the dudes who are like fighting for the feminist activists. 
And that's only because we see what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guys see through that. The women can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not with the masculine. All right, and the last one is, oh, no, 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 we got two more. So, risk-taking. Like, I don't understand why it's... Not taking a risk or taking a risk? No, risk-taking. I think everybody... Connected to male dominance, toxic masculinity encourages taking risks to demonstrate dominance. Men who buy into this are more likely to take extreme measures, such as perpetrate violence, drive dangerously, gamble, and abuse drugs. So, A, drug addicts don't really match any bill. They're just drug addicts. And B, drive dangerously, gamble perpetuate violence those aren't just risk taking you know no. like you just went on a hundred mile foot race across the freaking mountain yeah like i think that's risk taking yeah. but i don't i mean i'm sure there's some toxic masculine traits in there somewhere but Probably. i don't know, <clears throat> I don't know. yeah I, I think that's a reach i mean i kept i did some push-ups so i'd stay swole while i was doing <laughs> it maybe <laughs> you want to perpetuate dominance <laughs> that's <huh>? right <laughs> oh my god that guy that runner's the pecs, pecs are huge yeah uh, okay, yeah, so I mean, that one's that's kind of reaching. I mean, yeah, because you're just basically like lumping, like, so if you take risk, you're either a drug addict. You, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, if you ever got a speeding ticket, so you're toxically masculine. So, like, yeah, so what about those female downhill mountain bikers that can, like, just totally mm-hmm. wipe the course with my butt? Like, could take way that's more it, risk man. than I do. So, it's toxic masculinity right there. But so, we're also, like, with that comment, you're saying women can't have masculine traits, and they very right. much can. Absolutely. I mean, they kick yeah. my butt all the time That's on the course. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> in fact, in fact, in fact, the race that I just finished was won by a female who beat me by 15 freaking hours. I think 15. 15 hours? Dude, she on the Yeti 100? Yeah, she finished the race Dude. in 15 hours. Oh my God! So she beat you in like twelve hours. Twelve hours, not 15. still. I mean, that's close ridiculous, enough. man. Oh yeah, I mean, God. I gave her high five every time she passed me. I mean, she <laughs> every was, time she passed me. I mean, <laughs> but it's like, my God, hello. Yeah, but see, right there, yeah, that's like a anti-toxic masculine trait, right there. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you would call it, but it's the reverse because you know she's a female and she I mean, was beating you, and you're like, go girl, go. Yeah, if I look yeah, the other way, awesome. I hope she trips. <laughs> then I would have been so that would have been that asshole been, yeah. there you go yeah so I think that like oh so the last one was not engaging in household chores and caregiving well, I'm again go so I would agree that that is a very it's toxic subjective. trait but again eh, I don't think my house is subjective because if I don't do it it ain't getting done <laughs> well that's what I'm saying like that's a toxic trait but it's not just a know. masculine trait I know a lot of women who don't do the household chores their husband does yeah. My house, you know, yeah. yeah, and like caregivers, I know a lot of women who aren't really into raising their own kids, yeah. So, like, again, this this is not just around masculinity, this is like asshole behavior on both sides of the pond, you it's know, laziness, yeah. I mean, a lot of it turn, like stems from laziness, but with my wife, I mean, yeah. you know, her mom, <laughs> I, you know, I can't say a lot because she told me going into the relationship, shit like clean much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can't find the, uh, and then they break now, like toxic masculinity versus femininity. Those are, it's a little bit of a stretch. Oh, they got a toxic masculinity versus masculinity thing. Uh, oh, that's oh, wow. Good. These are, yeah, these are not, <laughs> these are all bad things. There are numerous findings on the negative impact of conforming to the aforementioned toxic masculinity norms. Okay, so what are the problems with being 
So it conformed to it. Men are more likely than women to engage in unsafe sexual behaviors and pursue multiple partners. Well, wouldn't that be women that are on that side? Unless they're talking about men exploring other men? I don't know. Because, I mean, if a man is engaging in an unsafe sexual behavior, and we're talking about toxic masculinity who apparently aren't for the gays, that seems like there would have to be a female partner involved in that. I would assume. So, yeah. Is it kind of like, uh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. Men have a shorter life expectancy than women. Like American Psycho guy. <laughs> yeah. They're more likely to commit suicide or die at the hands of violent crime. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Men seek health care at much lower rates than women do. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Men are less likely to complete college courses. This is like just like oh, now congratulations, you're a dude thing now. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die soon and dumber. All right. Uh, the link between toxic masculinity and domestic abuse. This is all BS. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to perpetuate the person that they are trying to uh, have in here, but... Whenever it comes to domestic abuse, I think it was 85% of domestic abusers grew up in a fatherless home. Yeah. So that means they had a lack of masculine properties right. in the house, which led them to be more violent towards women. So, yeah, yeah you're kind of like, they're kind of mixing studies to go towards what they wanted the article to read. Like, I've been trying to like picture this person. You know, I can't find their I, name. I've, I've, or I'm trying to picture the person that they're trying to perpetuate i guess and i've yet to be able to like well just think about the loser who was smoking weed out back at shop class in high school that's who i'm picturing really <laughs> i can uh, even give you his name <laughs> <laughs> you see it's like i don't yeah. know so much of it's so, so subjective that so I that's mean, the thing a lot of it is and it really seems like to me that some of those points like i think they started this article as what are the top 10 masculine behaviors yeah. and then they filled in the blanks afterwards so, it's obvious, like, yeah, they're not thinking one person's going to have all those traits because that's no. like the super douche. But super douche. But I, it feels like it's kind of like you all have one of these, yeah, sprinkled in somewhere, and you're, you know, you're an onion. We peel back the layers, we'll find these, and mm -hmm. and you might, I don't know, yeah, and no, I mean, and I mean, of course, like you catch somebody on the wrong day, they might have four or five of these, yeah. But at the same time, like a lot of this stuff is literally just from like low testosterone men who don't know their place in life. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's one of the biggest things about it. The, like, you know, I, I kind of always akin it to, like, fighters. Yeah. You know what I mean? With fighters, they don't go out and start fights because they know what true violence is. Right. What starts fights is the little douchebag or the super douche you were talking about mm -hmm. that goes to the bars, never trained a day in his life, but he's got, like, a strong right hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't know what true violence is, so he has no problem just jumping into it. Yeah. But with me, I've been around violence my entire life, so I understand what terrible outcome there could be. Yeah. And two, like, that just calms you down a lot more, you know? The mm -hmm. people who don't know who they are, because, I mean, think about, like, think about who this is basically aimed towards. Whenever I read over these, I'm thinking, like, my wild ass back when I was... 18 to 20, 21. Still right. figuring out who I was. I didn't know my place in the world. I didn't know what I was going to do with my future. You know, and I mean, like, I was, I had anger issues. I have also drank pretty heavily. But I had anger issues, not at one particular person, but at my life as a whole. You yeah. know, I was still trying to figure things out. I didn't know who I was. So I tried to project this big image of, oh, I'm this badass. 
And keep in mind, like, so the sexual aggression towards women, I don't care what age you are, that's never appropriate. No. But, yeah, I mean, you look at this, and like I said, I mean, I could name three women off the top of my head that fits most of these bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a masculine thing. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't get it. Again, like, I'm starting to think toxic masculinity is, like, no masculinity. All right. You know, like the men who haven't had a masculine role model in their just life. To figure it out. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out for themselves. And, you know, what's the first thing you do when you figure it out? You overcorrect. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, everything's going this way. Well, I'm going to go that way. Yep. You know, I'm really timid. I really need to be aggro. Right. And then they overcorrect, and that's where this stuff comes through. And they get these these examples, of course, from the environment that they're in or the people that they hang out with. Because, yeah. you know, if you got that aggro friend and that stoic friend – you know, it's you got these bits and pieces from everybody, and you're mm. trying to figure out where you fit in. Trying to or, piece the puzzles together. Or bringing all those pieces. Like, I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Next thing you know, there you go. You're a super douche. Yeah. You didn't even plan on being that way. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, but anytime you, uh, like, start marketing, yeah, and they, like, tear down the whole being promiscuous thing, typically men will be praised by other men for sexual conquest. That's just like childhood behavior from, yeah. that's like the boys club, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a well-known double standard regarding perceptions of male versus female pr promiscuity, promiscuity, with men being praised by their peers and calling studs while rejected, rejecting women who have multiple partners and branding them sluts. So I think multiple partners wouldn't be promiscuous. Multiple partners at the same time would be. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I've never been a big fan of slut shaming anyways. Back in high school, I loved them. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was a, I I was that a, would get underneath you. Come on. Tell I me was, your stories. I was an altar boy. So. There you go. <laughs> and a Methodist church, not a Catholic yeah. church. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, but no, like I said, I mean, I think this is – so I'm – excuse me if I'm getting this wrong. I'm trying to understand this, but my caveman brain can't wrap my head around some of these things and how they play together. But no, basically, like, A, don't be an asshole. I think that goes for men and women. Yeah. B, you know, like, one of the big things you have to look at and one of the big things that kind of changed my life around, I think I spoke about this before on the podcast, was whenever I decided that enough was enough when it came to partying, when it came to drinking, all that stuff, I decided yeah. to settle down. Or not settle down. I decided to slow down. And that was one of the big things was I kind of figured out what type of woman that I wanted. And then once I got that little checklist compiled, I realized the type of woman I wanted wasn't looking for the type of guy that I was. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really, it was like a little light bulb moment for me. Yeah. I was like, well, this person with these traits ain't looking for my alcoholic ass. Right. You know? So that's kind of when I started the self discovery thing, you know, find out what my, true values were what my core philosophies were and i just started trying to live those things all right you know what i mean growing up and like a lot of people like this growing up i wasn't always the honest person i wasn't always the good person i wasn't always the hey let's help this person out type of person that's a lot of persons yeah but it's like but like those weren't really traits i was a i was always a loner you know, I've been an introvert my entire life. So That's being me. a loner just came natural to yeah. me, you know? So I didn't, it wasn't that I was an asshole. I just didn't know how to communicate with people, you know? And then 
I just decided that I didn't want to be that type of person anymore. You know, you can't do that and be a personal trainer. You can't do that and have strong ties with friends because, yeah, you know, I had like two friends I hung out with. Other than that, I was at home playing video games by myself. You know, I mean, I felt comfortable with that, but I knew that that wasn't the right thing to do. Human beings are not made for, to be antisocial. They're meant to be social beings. Yeah. So that's why I kind of changed that, you know, and, that was my big thing, man. A lot of people are, con- or like this is kind of known as toxic masculinity, but I think it's guys who just haven't figured this stuff out yet. Right. You know, I really do. I think that, you know, A, just like slut shaming, you shouldn't shame these people for being the way they are right. because B, their environment probably made them that way. Yeah. You know, a little bit of nature, a little bit of nurture mm-hmm. mixed in there. But what, I mean, what do you think would happen if you changed these guys' environments? Right. You know? Plus, like, instead of just beating them down for being a man, why don't you be like, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we try this? You know, why don't you talk to these people? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. And a lot of times I just, I just always go back to, you know, how is it, how is it actually affecting me anyway? Oh, that's a good point right there <laughs> you know like i've had a lot of is, toxic people in my life i've cut out because that's no know, longer my problem how is who she's being promiscuous with uh, you know unless they're or it directly involves me how is it mm-hmm. affecting me in any way and why should i why do i need to have why should i have an opinion on that and am i really entitled to an opinion on it yeah. no not really i, don't I mean i'm entitled to thoughts but they should be in my own head yeah does it really well, need to be verbalized that you being not. stoic you exactly. should wear that shit on your sleeve. Exactly. You should throw it out there to there everybody. The slut Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know that they have wrong. You need to put you. a red X on your shirt. You know? Red A. A red A, whatever. <laughs> yeah. XA. The Scarlet Letter. Just, yeah, the Scarlet Letter. That was such a terrible book. Um, no, but the movie Easy A was pretty good. Easy A was pretty hilarious. Yeah. I think that's the that first time I ever saw uh, oh, Emma. what's her face? Uh Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife loves that movie. But no, and that's it. Like, if there are people that I see on a weekly basis who I know are toxic people, I don't get close to them. He's probably saying, um, he's probably talking about me. No, not you. Yeah. Like, I can think of like standard examples. Some are clients, some of them are in jujitsu downstairs. They're toxic people. I'm very cordial with them. I'm very friendly with them, but I have zero interest in getting to know them on a deeper level, right. such as a friendship or anything like that, because I know that ooh, this is not a person I want to hang out with yeah. outside of here. Right. You know? So there's nothing wrong with just avoiding those people. Oh yeah, there really is. I know a lot of people of both sexes, of you know, all trades, of all sexualities, be it gay, straight, pans, whatever. They're just toxic people. It isn't that I don't like them because they're not like me. It's that I don't like them because I understand they are bad people. Yeah. Or not necessarily bad people, just bad for me people. Right. <laughs> people that I don't want to associate with. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with cutting those people out. We don't have to make a big deal about it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we know a very toxic person that people don't like to talk to. There's nothing wrong with that. They just don't talk to them. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean that's that's when you just kind of put the radar out there, and mm-hmm. I mean you don't have to be a jack wagon, but you can be. Yeah, eh. just cut them out of your life, man. I've got family members like that. Yeah, I don't think that just because we were, you know, blood or we are blood 
blood related, excuse me, or that we grew up together that I have to continue letting you in my life. If I know you're a toxic person, then I don't want you in my life. I especially don't want you in my son's life. Mm -hmm. I've got some very good friends that I don't talk to anymore just because I know they are a terrible example for who I want my son to be. And I don't want them to be exposed to that example. So I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that fits on that toxic masculinity place somewhere about not being caring or a caretaker, right. caregiver, whatever. But you don't have to be caregivers to people that you're not raising. No. Again, like I've seen Sarah's friends. I've got a couple of female friends in uh, jujitsu that were also in relationships where they were more the parent than they were the partner. No, oh, And yeah. that's just scary to see, man. Yeah. You see them going down that rabbit hole and you're like, oof. Hope you take a life jacket with you. <laughs> You're in for some deep shit. I mean, that's one thing. Like, and and kind of on that, I guess that little bit of a spectrum. I mean, that <clears throat> with my, you know, my wife, her, hey, well, all her and her sisters. I mean, that's one thing her dad will always say is he raised he raised his daughters to not he raised his daughters to be self reliant and not need a man. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, if you fl- if you flip that role. And you look at it like I'm I'm the I'm the emotional guy and my wife's the I don't need a man. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough to be it's tough to be masculine in my house when my wife will straight up say, I don't need a man. I don't mm-hmm. need you. I can get by without you. I want you. That's there's the difference. I was so about to say that's gets, a A, gets, that's a huge difference, and B, that's a huge advantage. It is as well. It is. Yeah. And that's one thing that uh, me and my wife actually had a fight over this. Oh, guys, before we were married, like we were dating. And she took it the wrong way. She wasn't understanding, you know, my wife's not very stoic. Right. <laughs> like, right. At the first word, she'll start letting her emotions fly. And that was the big thing that we were talking about. I don't remember how we got on the conversation. Um, we were in a I think we were in dispute about something and then like, you know, my dumb ass put the wording wrong and that kind of blew it up into a fight. But it was basically like, look, I don't need you. Yeah. I can survive without you. I want you here. Right. That's why you're here. And that was the same thing that I told her. I was like, I don't want you to need me. Yeah. Because if you need me, you'll stay whether you want to or not. Right. Because you have to have me to survive. Yeah. I don't want you to need me. I want you to be completely self-sufficient. Yeah. But I want you to want to be here. Yeah. You know, I've been in relationships before where my girlfriend at the time was like, look, I need you. I need you. I'm like, that's hey, that's a lot of stress on me because right. I'm like, well, shit, how am I supposed to walk away from this person? You know, yeah. and that was, you literally feel stuck in there. And that was just dating. That wasn't even married or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about well, like I'm older, but that was kind of like the fairy tale marriage. You know, you were the. You know, for for my age group, you are the the knight in shining armor, or the knight on the white, or the prince on the white horse that's riding in to save the day. I mean, that was that was the ideal. Yeah. You know, that was what everybody wanted to be. That's everything that was put in your face in the movies and you know everything. So that was the guy you wanted the to savior. be, yeah. the savior. And then, so for me, that was kind of like the girls I dated were very much like that. Hmm. You know. Um, that's what we call Captain save Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So, you know, so you were always like, you know, I'm taking care of business, you know. Yeah. And then to go into a relationship and then get married to a woman that doesn't need me. Yeah. That, you know, was hard. I mean, that was tough because I was like, well, look at her. I mean, like, 
I mean, look you at know. you doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's still sometimes it's it's still tough because like, like emotionally, emotional things. Like mm-hmm. you would think that a lot of women, you go back to the ones I dated before, that would cripple them. Yeah. And my wife's like, on to the next thing, and you're like, damn, like what do I do now? Like. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going fishing. Enjoy, uh, enjoy, enjoy sulking. I ain't sulking. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, so it was a little rough, you know. And it yeah. was kind of one of those like, man, all right. But again, dude, like that's what I like. I like self reliant women. I don't yeah, want. I mean, a, now, yeah, I don't want a woman who needs me whatsoever. No. My wife sure don't. I mean, she's self reliant as they come. Eighteen years into it, it's like that's so much better than. Yeah. being the the prince on the white horse yeah but uh, a lot of the times especially like i've got a couple of friends who are 100 percent the saviors yeah like they bring in the lost and broken puppies yeah they really do and i've had multiple conversations with these guys like look this ain't what you're looking for i'm yeah. probably i'm i know it makes you feel good now because you feel like you're doing the right thing but yeah. in a couple months that's going to get very old very quickly yeah and they didn't oh well okay a couple of them he did the warning but one of them in particular did not whatsoever he ended up marrying the girl and now it's literally like he's raising two children yeah <laughs> so like my wife how can pump her own gas i'm just gonna say it i'm throwing it out there she pumps her own gas sometimes if i'm in the car i'll pump it but otherwise <laughs> she pumps her own gas I think it's like the bottom end part of being self-reliant. Dude, I used I to have a I saying. used to have a guy, no crap, a guy that worked for me that would literally have to leave, take vacation time to go pump gas in the wife's car during the day. Are you serious? Nope. I'm, that's yeah, ridiculous. I'm serious, absolutely serious. That's yep. That's one hundred percent. And ridiculous. I was like, yeah. Oh God, am I doing things wrong? But yeah, yeah. Screw that. All right. So to recap. Toxic masculinity apparently means low testosterone men. Yeah. If any of these traits, or if all of these traits match you, because a couple of them match me, and there's zero issue there, I'm sure that's I've part of one of the traits. On there well. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely so, that's yeah. toxic. I felt the toxicity all the way over here. My eyeballs are burning. Uh, so uh, if you match all of those traits, we suggest joining a martial arts class and heavy deadlifts. Or run 100 miles. Or run 100 miles. Eh, that's probably going to make them even weaker because that's going to break you down. Afterwards, maybe. Oh, eh, yeah. You'll definitely get mentally stronger during. Right. I was about yeah. to say, afterwards, you're going to be crippled and you're going to need a savior. <laughs> yeah, you're going to wonder but, why things aren't working the way they should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And we'll be talking to you next week. Bye. Later.